All right, I'm gonna do a few really weird things here where I'm talking to people that aren't here. But right. um, so I am recording with Kristen uh, for the podcast. We're doing like a bonus episode because I have a lot of editing to do for the one this week, and I don't have time or don't have the effort today. Um, so we're just going to talk about a few things with our band and various things and whatever and junk and yada yada. So there we go. Um, yeah. I must say that was a great introduction and very <laughs> professional and I admire everything that you do. Um, yes. All right. Um, so we could talk about some by design songs. So which song do you maybe want right. to start with? What song do you want to start with? Uh, the clip into the background of where that came from, because it actually <laughs> doesn't say the name Dookie Tree once in it. Okay. But so, you want to say where it, where it comes from? Yeah. So, okay. Well, let me start from the beginning, beginning. So, so we didn't have like a mu- music project yet or anything. We were just kind of like, Drunk and working on like songs. Like drunk and like <laughs> I was like, you know, I can sing. Like, so do you want to like, I don't know, let's just like see what's up because you can play guitar. And so, <laughs> and so uh, like we whipped out this awesome song called Wake Again in like three hours, I want to say. Yeah, it was 2017, or, or, or right? Or less, yeah, yeah in yeah. 2017. 2016, even. We were like, this is, I think, 2015 well, or 2016. Well, it was before Trump was president. Yeah. I always remember talking about that, that it was way before he was even thought about as being the actual president. It was kind of a joke, right? So, yeah, yeah. Th- this song was, like, so easy to write because it, it was based on, like, just a real-life anecdote that oh, we're talking about wake again um, yeah song. wake yeah. again um sorry uh uh and brandon had already written the the chords and stuff to the song to to like a generic song like just a song and then like i put the lyrics to it and it was just awesome and we were like we gotta do this and then we were like over the next couple of weeks trying to figure out what to like call our little project and I said Dookie Tree because I think I just like was high one day. No, do, you, do you remember what it was? I, I, it was Dookie Plant. Well, well what, no. Wait. So, so what, it, what it was was, yeah, it was like 2015, 2016. I just, I always remember because we wrote like most of the songs before like the next selection. And, and um, we had watched Key and Peel a bunch. And we were drunk as shit on like a weekday. Like it was like you were working at at doing a job that you MLL, really like, yeah. you know. And I was in my first I job was in, in logistics, teaching. fun stuff. Yeah, and and so we were drinking, <laughs> probably drinking too much on weekdays, and and we we like started brainstorming ideas for projects, and we thought Dookie Tree was said in the in the scheme peel skit. Yeah, which is amazing. It's about how. If Dookie comes out of me, then and I'm in We're the hood, yeah. then maybe I can make it out of the hood. It's this great like Key and Peele runner that like becomes deep at the end, and you don't expect it to become deep. And I was like, dude, that should be like our thing, because it's like you know that's how we are. And then come to find out, like only the next time in watching that Key and Peele episode, which was probably like six months later, I realized they don't say Dookie Tree at all in the freaking skit. They say it becomes a Dookie plant. And I was like, 
Oh shit! Well, yeah, we'll, we'll that's we'll, fine. We'll edit that right in in here. This weed is mad tight. Yeah, man, I'm super high, dog. Hey, yo, let me ask you a question on the real. Yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, go ahead, man. Hey, man, where my dookie go? Oh. What? My dookie. Where do it go? It go down in the toilet, you know that. Nah, man. I ain't stupid. Where do we go after that? Come on, man, quit playing. I don't know. It, it goes down in the sewer, you know. Everybody go down there? Yeah. Everybody's dookie goes down in the sewer. Where my dookie go after that? That washes out to the ocean. I guess. Hold up, hold up. Dolphins swim with my dookie. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't, I really don't know. We're in the ocean. Yep. What happens to the dookie? I'm just taking a stab, like a wild guess, all right? That the dookie, like, probably go up in the air and, like, evaporates and then turns into the cloud or some A dookie cloud. Oh, this Everybody's dookie mix up, goes up into the cloud, and then it rains down. That's gangster. I just, can we stop talking about dookie right now? I just thought of something. Yes, what is it? What is it, Levi? The pieces of my dookie. Yep. Falls on the ground. That's true, yep. And becomes a plant. Okay, okay, that's good. Now we're done with the dookie talk, right? Dookie plant. Nope. That reaches towards the sky. <sighs> they said. Yeah, Levi. If my dookie can make it out of the hood, maybe we can too. Huh. Maybe. Maybe, Levi. Um, for, for everybody to, to check out. But yeah, that is just so funny that like we came up with a band name that sounds so stupid and it's a reference and it's not even a real reference. Like it's fucking like it's it's not it doesn't even exist. Yeah. You know, except for in our heads, you know. Yeah, so we played one show live as Dookie Tree and then we just felt like we wanted to We had like a bunch of other stuff brimming kind of you know like just good songs and stuff and we knew nobody was gonna come to us like to play full band if we were called dookie tree so well i mean people might have but we didn't want to wait didn't that long would, yeah and yeah so then we just decided on the generic ass name of by design <laughs> To, yeah. I stand by it. Whatever. Stand by you stand by Dookie Tree. You think we should have stuck with that one? I stand by by design. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a solid name. Um, it's always good to have it short and sweet and to the point. You see it on billboards sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's not about you at all. <laughs> yeah, like we don't want to. I mean, it it definitely came from like a song lyric, but then we just stole it and put it on, and it's whatever. It is what it is, right? But. Um, yeah, so bring up Wake again. Do you want to 
say just like a little s- snippet of what that song was about? Oh, like in just, general, that so, we that was our first song on that. Basically, I I don't want to like say too much, but like um yeah. uh uh you know I think it, it I think like it's a really relatable song that like most people in their lives have like encountered some type of similar scenario where you you know someone who's struggling or or who might be like an addict um you know and you you put off and put off and put off um getting them help because you don't know how to help them when you have your own stuff that you're struggling with um and so it's just kind of about like when it comes to head to a head um you know, you wish that you had done some things before and you have to live with that the rest of your life. And it's kind of like a, a you know, a cycle yeah. is kind of what the well, song is. And not, mean, not to go too deep into it also, but like we also, I remember like we were tracking it with with your friend Jake and... Jake Kramer. Jake Kramer. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, great, great, great producer. Shout out to Jake. But, but um, we had initially, when we wrote it, and it worked out fine. It worked out better that you sang all the choruses, but we had written it of like from the per- multiple perspectives, and each chorus was kind of a different perspective spoken by a different voice, but it just kind of worked out that, you know, mostly because I can't sing, <laughs> but, but like, but like, you know, that, that it was like different voices for each chorus and, and different voices for each verse and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a good song to kind of yeah. start off with, even though it was the, really somber, right? But yeah, very serious, very but it was a good somber, song to start off with. Like, I, the way that Jake produced it, and what I loved is like, um, the Dookie Tree version, which I don't know if we have It's put, still on Spotify. It, I don't know if we've put it on our By Design page, though. Maybe we should put that as the, the original, like, yeah. the original cut. Find was file. much <laughs> yeah. more like raw and then what we have actually on our like first ep which is the same song under the same name but with different like production quality um i fucking love what jake did with that like he added he he made sure that there wasn't one single um harmony or one single like melody that was carrying over the other like in the final yeah. part of the song, um, which just made it sound like a battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just this, fit like, the, melancholy battle of, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. I I mean, it, it it's like a heartbreaking song. Like, it... I had tears in my eyes, like, when I wrote it. I have tears in my eyes, like, talking about it, to be honest. Like, but I, I feel like it's just, like... I don't know. That's how we started as a band was just yeah. like having this little ignition of like something messed up happening. <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a good, it was a good starting point for sure. And like, I think it's still one of our, you know, we haven't put out a song in like over a year or whatever, but like it, it's still one of our best songs, I think. Like, both instrumentally on my part and lyrically on your part, like I think it's it's still one of our stronger. Just because it's like it's a good way to like 
see multiple sides of like a very, you know, a very serious situation. I think like a lot of people deal with, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's pretty universal that like most people deal with addiction or at least if you're not dealing with addiction personally, like having somebody in your family dealing with addiction and all that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so going or, from or that, seeing the, the loss of yeah. somebody like who knows somebody who had addiction. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, there's... Even if it's an indirect, it, yeah, yeah exactly. whatever. Yeah. Like, every, everyone's been affected directly or indirectly by mm -hmm. drugs and addiction and everything else in between, right? So, um, but yeah, so that's where, where, like, the band kind of started from. And we've always kind of written about things that were, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, like to think that <laughs> that we're just some like downer band, right? but like, like how, how many oh, bands? I'm backed up I, on no, that. No, Whoops. no, it's no. You don't have to back up. I can edit this shit. It doesn't fucking matter. But but uh, um, it's like uh, I, I was gonna say like we do write about a, like a lot of downery stuff or serious stuff, but like every band does. Like yeah. most of your favorite bands don't sit there writing about sunshine and fucking rainbows. No. You know what I mean? Like that my favorite songs horrible. from every band are like. <laughs> I think about like Lincoln Park and like half their songs that were my favorite were like about mental illness or addiction or whatever else or politics or whatever else and and or you know Audio Slave or Rage Against the Machine or yeah. whatever right like or Chevelle like, like yeah 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 like it's it's all about serious stuff it just doesn't mean that you take yourself seriously all the time it's just mm -hmm. what you write about right so. Yeah, we we it's the release. Yes, yeah, it's, re it's the release, and that's what a lot of people are into. Like nobody wants to listen to a song about fucking shopping at Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, like, or 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 no one wants to listen to the song about the guy that has a trust fund. Like yeah, nobody wants to hear that. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, we we wrote that song, changed the band name because we wanted to get band members, and it's funny because now we circle back and that's just the two of us again <laughs> anyway. So maybe we could have stuck with Dookie Tree. Who knows? Oh, you but. know what was cool though. Um, so, uh, well, what what did you want to talk about? No, no, next? go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say like, uh, well, no, we because we recorded the whole EP just us, so never mind. Yeah. actually. Nothing. Okay. I, I, well, we still we still changed the name. Like, well, we wrote the whole first EP, "Grasping at a Lead Balloon," um, under that name. Remember, because McKenna, shout out to McKenna, like made oh shit, made that so remember, remember? Okay, we, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. We were Dookie Tree into our first whole EP, and my great friend and college roommate McKenna Sarabia, she um. She's an incredible graphic designer. I'm going to so try good. to like plug her. Can we plug her somehow? Yeah. We'll put it in the notes. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, she made this freaking amazing, just bleak art, like album art for this EP, Grasping at a Lead Balloon. It's like, basically, when you look at it, like, that's exactly the feel of the album. <laughs> like, I don't know. I... I, I I, I think like the album art is the best I not to dissuade our own writing or Jake's production or anything because for what we did in a fucking bedroom it sounded good but like her album it, art makes it look like we were about to like be on a label like yeah you know, yeah I know. Like, it, you know it was so <laughs> like um totally out of our league like or we yeah we were like not deserving of that work 
It was just great. It was just, she did a really good job. No, she just did a really good job. Okay. But anyway, um, cut that, cut that, cut that. But, uh, uh, holy shit. Now I extra forgot. Um, oh, so she, she did all these like different designs too for us, like these different options. And they all had the dookie tree label and stuff like, um, band name and stuff and then we were like last minute can you change it to by design and she was like yeah totally to the one we picked at least yeah yeah yeah. um yeah so there we go and then we got a bassist and a drummer and we started jamming and it it didn't sound good for a while but it started to sound pretty good yeah i mean i I guess Well, it helped that, like, even though the songs were pretty, you know, the production of it is pretty DIY. Like, you know, we had Paul, shout out to Paul Lambert, that that recorded the drums in, like, his concrete, you know, attic or whatever the hell. And, you know, Josh Wheeler recorded the drums for one different song. Oh, that's in a different... No, it's in the first EP. Oh, um, oh. Uh, for Endgame. I don't even know. And our... yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> but uh, are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We we had Paul record the first four, and then and then Josh Wheeler recorded uh, Endgame for the drums. Um, I thought that was on the second. EP. No, that's on the first. EP. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, between that and just recording in somebody's room and like not having good equipment you know on my end like i owned shit guitars at the time and all that kind of stuff like it turned out pretty well and the songs were really good so people really liked it and all those kinds of things like i don't know it was it was a good starting point but you look back and it's like man i wish we could have taken some of those songs and like i made them huge yeah i had this like little period of like this these past like two years where I was kind of like, I want to redo that EP because of how much better it could sound and how good the, the, like, not the quality, the songs, like just at their base were. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you start to do the math on it, it's kind of like, why? Like, like just move on a little bit, you know? Right. I think every, like you see, I mean, you see it from, from a lot of bigger bands now, even though that like they will eventually though to, 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 to counterpoint what you're saying, like they will end up re-recording their old stuff because they're like, these songs were actually really good. The, you know, the end result was not what we wanted, you know, nothing against, nothing against anybody working on it we all did the best we could with where we were but like yeah with our like means to yeah yeah i I was like borrowing guitars and basses from people because i owned Mm -hmm. shit (laughs) you know but like um but like you know they'll re-record stuff for like you know not to reference this all the time but like silverstein a big band that i listen to they will take old songs and re-record them all the time and put them out because it's fun and like other bands do that too so we could do that sometime but like it's good to just like be okay with what you made in a certain span of time too if 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 we have no ideas going forward which we have too many things to record right now so like um if moving forward we're at a loss then maybe we will re-record some. I think one or two could go on a go on an EP or a record yeah. or something in the future, right? Uh, we've talked about a few of them that we would maybe want to redo just to like 
make sure people saw how saw the thoughts in our heads for what they were right yeah um but yeah like so so going forward after that we did that first ep i think you know there's one song there's two songs on that ep that i think are cool to talk about like um other than wake again you know that we've already talked about which would be boiling point and uh tic tac so I don't know which one you would want to talk about or if you want to talk about either one of them. Uh, but. Boiling point, it doesn't really matter. Like, we can just say that, it really quick. So it's yeah. just about this guy that went crazy and murdered his whole family in well, Canada. It, but so, it, was, it, was from, it was from true crime stuff. Yeah, I don't know well, all right. That, but. So here, here, here is the true crime perspective can, ready. <laughs> A man named Bruce Blackman... <laughs> who <laughs> had everything going for him in the world. He had a loving family. This is in Canada. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was sent to college. And then he met this woman who actually might have just been in his head. We, nobody Why ever knows. Why are you talking like a wish? Well, what? because you told me to go into detail about something yeah, that I thought I just told in 10 seconds, which was this guy <laughs> had a schizophrenic episode and he killed his whole family. All right, well, there we go, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's he ended fine. up killing his whole family. And they, it was sad, though, because they kept denying getting him help and treatment there's like the um, the, the well the, what what i think is interesting about it though is like when you read the book that we have on it or like what we listen to on a podcast or whatever is like is that in the 80s they literally like they literally referenced three different times in the conversations that they were five miles away from from the hospital, the hospital. And, and actually like they called his psychiatrist um Numerous times. Numerous times told him that... Okay, so the father called the psychiatrist of his son. The son is Bruce Blackman, who ended up murdering his whole family. And he says, Bruce all of a a sudden just, like, showed up at home with a knife. And And he had been been going to military school or a college across... Canada. Yeah. Like, he yeah. had to take hours. Like to four get to back. six hours yeah. by bus or something. Um, and the psychiatrist said, You need to take him to the hospital immediately. Immediately. And like um, they said it's five miles away and they thought that it would be okay if they just watched him for the night. And that night he slaughtered his entire family and and ex- extended family i mean um people showed he, up he killed he killed yeah. eight people uh-huh. right maybe more um i think it was at least eight yeah his little brother his his mom his dad the only person remaining his, in his family was his twin brother that was at military academy mm-hmm. like across the country right he killed seven people actually six people should I Google this? Should yeah, I, yeah. Six. If, if it's up with his theories on the seventh, then he killed six people. But oh yeah, because he talked about seven. Yeah, over, but we should Google yeah, it yeah, because yeah, I'll that's look it up here. bunk. I didn't bring my phone down, so I'll have to probably wait at one point but had to kill someone I'll, I'll, out of self defense. I'll, I'll fact check this later when Google pulls up. But yeah, like it, 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 it was. Uh, it was, it was, I don't know, it was an interesting story to talk about, and I think there's a lot of implications there that were really interesting. One, because, like... I mean, this guy... I don't know. Like, there, this there's... was, like, only a year and a half, though, Total. that this guy went from being 
kind of like a like clean looking like even clean looking like he was unrecognizable towards the end like he you know went off his meds he i mean just like the reports from his friends his roommates like everything like they never thought that it would get that far like um but they saw the decline in him and and that like it really points to this stigma around mental illness and how you're not willing to just like open up and be like hey uh something might be going on with this person that we actually like they might need help you know what i mean like people especially in the 80s i i can only imagine people are uncomfortable bringing it up now you know when they see warning signs um I mean, imagine in the 80s, like, like I said, when the psychiatrist said, take him to the hospital right now. Um, Here, I got I got it. So just for anybody that doesn't know the story, you should look up both look up this story because it's very interesting psychologically. And also, if you want to look up the song from the band, our band is by design. It's Boiling Point on Spotify. But uh, the song was about. Um, Bruce Blackman, who was a Canadian who killed six people in Coquitlam, Canada in 1983 in January. He killed six of his family members. But, like, you know, that doesn't... That sounds not that interesting in some ways. Like, it sounds tragic. But, like, the the amount of... Like, the amount of steps you had to go through for nobody to find help for this guy. Like, I do feel for the... Like, it sounds fucked up to maybe some people but like i do feel for for bruce blackman in the sense of like he was just left to his own mental illness festering over and over again and like nothing happened right like there's this book um what's it called a voice out of nowhere uh um and it it basically lays out what happens with those murders um you know what leads to it like he he felt like he was a prophet and that after he killed six of his family members he would be the seventh and he would just be taken up basically right um it's almost like when you hear about like death cult stuff but it was a singular person and and then he didn't die yeah and it it kind of it portrays the afterwards which is when he's in prison when he's in trial and he realizes that he's not getting taken up yeah and it's kind of sad as like as brutal as that is it's like yeah i don't know it's a little like sick like i don't know well just it's a a little heavy it's It's, it's heavy for sure (laughs) it's like he, he like when he realizes he isn't gonna be you know taken up to heaven as the seventh member um he kind of just, yeah, I don't know. He, he like, goes a little weird in, in jail, and he, he confesses to everything, which is good. But, like, um, you know, he really was sick. I mean, that's, like, one of the rare circumstances where I would say, like, um, that's a spam site. I know. For I sure. I you recently typed something wrong. <laughs> All right, as I say, um, but um, it's a little bit like, 
heart heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, well, it's again, it's like it's a nuanced thing because you don't want to like make true crime about like riffing on people with mental illness, and you also don't want to make it about not talking about the victims or whatever else. But like that is, instance was like clearly about somebody that was fail like a social system family and also like like you know public um what am i looking for like uh, I stigma say- public stigma at the time yeah. like all like his his family that. would have rather pretended like he wasn't mentally ill than drive five miles <laughs> yeah yeah like you don't know if something like that like the degree of what happened would have happened in 2022 uh, yeah and what if they had taken him to the hospital yeah but you know you don't want to say that kind of stuff yeah you don't want to say that shit and i'm i don't want to yeah but but anyway that was like one of the one of the main songs we we wrote initially that was the second song i think we wrote and like we kept going lower and lower on the tunings from a guitar angle to where i ended up buying a baritone to, to like write and drop a or whatever it was right um uh is there any other songs from that first EP? Uh, Let just Tic Tac is about yeah. it, its original name is Orange Tic Tac, yeah. aka Donald Trump. Donald Trump's Tic Tac. <laughs> Donald J. And Trump. And <laughs> how big it is. You know, it's the size of a Tic Tac. Get it, huh? Tic Tac. And <laughs> I love the little reference about him wanting to kill all those families. Well, yeah, to, to reference anybody that hasn't listened. Let's talk know. about family killing. Let's and, go from Boiling Point <laughs> to TikTok. This is going to be a big bummer of an episode. Who gives a shit, right? But, like, but like, yeah, that first, so the, the sample we threw in this song that, like, the whole song's really about is if when you- Trump said in 2015 when he was running for president, when he was running for the primary, was about he said you need to take out the terrorist families like you need to kill not only people that are proposed terrorists but also literally their families their children you know they their care wives, about wherever. their wives don't let them get you they care about their Which wives is a war crime right so so don't let them fool you because they whip women through the streets was, they care about their women it was weird <laughs> when we wrote that song too because we kind of wrote that i remember when we wrote that song and we wrote that was like Actually, the first riff we wrote together was like on bass, like that do 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 do, and that was that was before Trump was even the the primary. Oh like, yeah, select. we thought it was a joke. It was it was it was kind of like that South Park episode where they talk about the Canadian president, where you're like, he's you know, you all laughed about it that it was a joke. Next thing you knew, he was Next president. Thing you knew. Um, he was and, he was the Republican, and like me. you know. You and I aren't just like Democrat, you know, we don't just like no, love Democrat Democrats. people or anything like that, like fuck uh, Democrats. I mean, but you know, but but like if you're a Democrat and on the side of the left, then that's fine. Yeah, if that if <laughs> but that exists. They're not if, mutually if, if, if that exists, cool. Like, but but in uh, agreement. But um it was more like writing about where the the window was at that we were talking about stuff because it was like that song, like we were just like, this is so ridiculous, right? Like, remember, take out their families. Like, yeah, like we 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 I mean, we literally let's... wrote that song because we heard that clip. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it's in the song, right? Yeah. Like, I um, mean, it's like you know, we don't even know like freaking how many people are pressured into doing terrorist acts because their families are at risk, and then yeah. we're talking about taking out their families. To neutralize the threat. It's like, yeah. I don't know 
about that. Like, that seems like we're doing what the, I, we just don't. How is the family? Whatever. I don't want to talk about this. Well, Sorry, we can't. We, well, like, we can, but like, you know, it, it's just one of those simple things of writing. When it comes to writing a song, it's like it was a no brainer that like. Yeah. It's that, also like, does one crime beget another? Like, yeah. I mean, they're innocent people that's when you start just having bodies pile up (laughs) you know like it's just ridiculous but especially when your whole running prep platform is like muslims are terrorists most of the time it's like so we should take out the families (laughs) it was it was totally not looking at the overarching problem that neither okay the best part was the fox hosts in the video where they were all (laughs) smiling on a couch and they're like like, oh take out their families that sounds good sounds good to murder people by the thousands their families Um, well and that led us to so like those two songs we had a few others you know we had endgame on there we had welcome home lame lame (laughs) they're not lame but but we're we could look at like the second ep where where permanent measures where we talked about mental health we also talked about some other like issues um related to probably like more domestic public discourse when it came to like same as yesterday um you wrote you know i wrote some lyrics it was more just helping out where like (laughs) the voids were needed to be filled but we talked about like with same as yesterday oh that was just like about you know that song was very blatantly like well, about sexism in the workplace. In the workplace, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, most women have probably dealt with, you know, some form of that. I mean, so yeah, self-explanatory. <laughs> self-explanatory, yeah. Um, and then you know, we we talked about one other song that you and I kind of like both. Co co wrote together. I guess you still wrote most of it, but exposure therapy, which is more about like PTSD, and um and like kind of just working through that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Do you do you have anything to say about those things? No, I guess like um the main thing I would say is like what came to life from for me or what came to life, like, when writing exposure therapy was, like, um, I guess just, like, the, when writing the bridge, for some reason, it was, like, the music, um, the transition from the chorus, like, into the bridge, like, something, the music just, like, led me into this rabbit hole of like it just kind of saying you know like my idea behind the bridge was like um like with trauma you're you're in debt to whoever imposed that trauma upon you like for the rest of your life so like you're indebted in this invisible way you know that yeah. you can't describe, you can never grasp, you can never really get a firm hold on, you can, you can, you know, cope with, but you can never, like, there's a debt owed, and there always will be a debt owed, yeah. kind of. 
Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think, I don't know. This is probably, Exposure Therapy is probably my favorite song we've ever made together. I don't know, like, if, 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 um, I think some of them are probably better songs overall, like, objectively, but just, like, how, like, it ebbs and flows and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, the, how how the music really matches, like, especially the ending, like you just said, like, the bridge ending, whatever, how it's just, like... And how it just cuts out. And yeah, it's just yeah. without a chorus, like, because all of our songs kind of, like, have, like, kind of a... Um, a structure to yeah. them. Yeah. And this one just cuts out. And I think, like, you can almost expect another chorus, but it doesn't come. It's yeah. more of the, like, tangled knots of, like, just angst. Yeah. <laughs> well, angst and feeling like you're either, yeah, you're in a place that, like, nobody really understands or, yeah. if, you know, like, we between, I don't, you know, this was a song that I helped a little more out with the lyrics, probably, like, you still wrote most of them, right? But, like, just the fact that, like, the word hollow is said over and over and over again in this song, like... I don't know. It like it, it works with it really well, and like at the end of it, you just kind of like feel that. It like I listened to it not that like I don't listen to our songs that much, but like I listened to it not that long ago, and I was just like, the fact that we throw that word in there, it feels more intentional than we probably even meant it. We were just like, I think so. We were just like writing and like shooting yeah. the you know trying to like make whatever works with the context of a song, like, but but um. It really works so well that that word is kind of like if you wanted to put a single descriptor on, like that's how the song makes you feel, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it, it really works to that. There, um, there's really no like, um, I don't know, resolution. Yeah. At, towards the end of the song. It, right. it is very true. Yeah. So when it just like goes out and like that that just like the guitar kind of going slower mm-hmm. and slower and dying and yeah it just like really feels that way um but yeah uh so we yeah we we've gone through these songs benny. um benny benny boo do you want to come over and record with us sorry he, he's going into places he shouldn't be in <laughs> look at the boy got our big ass dog over here he got there the big go. butt um so yeah, so that's like kind of the first couple oh, of EPs nice. or whatever else. Um, is there anything you really wanted to talk about? Uh, we could talk about Blue Light. Yeah. My amazing, our amazing sister-in-law, uh, Steph Rona, made the freaking art, which is freaking cool. And um, so it's a single, and it's just basically about how people like to take advantage of the blue light screen that they work behind to attack other people and will seriously just straight up like start start just like feuds with people for no reason um on the internet well and it it goes to like what you and i have talked about outside of music not that you know we were talking about it earlier today that like even on the left right like you and i are both like I would say we're both pretty far left when it comes to politics and social issues and stuff like that. But like, we're also, I don't know, intelligent about how we think about those things and like not try to just be vapid idiots on the internet. And even, and even like, 
I, half of this song wasn't even written about people that like you think differently than you. I remember when we were writing it, it was like literally about people that are, are quote on unquote, the left. are quote unquote like liberal leftists or left of center or whatever the hell that means. And yet they like don't do anything. Like yeah. they, or or they don't like they don't learn and critique things in a real way, you know. And and just yeah. like can bitch I about can things. I say something? Can I say something? Sure. There's a lot of freaking people on the left side of the spectrum in like in the media, in independent media that need to start upping their game a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can't just play like little clips of stuff and then like whip out facts from your butt that don't mean anything because like okay maybe I shouldn't no say that shit say that shit but like you know it's like I have a few that I'm thinking of who I am great fans of and I fucking love them and I will never not listen to them I will never not have them as a part of my life but like you gotta up your game a little bit. You have to make yourself more credible again. You just have to. You have to. It's so easy to bring in the stats to like, I mean, frickin' the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, you can go on there and you can like alter any graph that you want to be per capita, by employment rate, by race, by ethnicity, by anything, and you could just show an actual real-world depiction of what's going on right now. You could you could stratify it by industry and then, like, show a little bit of where this, like, surplus shortage, like, you know, either side of the spectrum frickin' argument bullshit is coming from, like, in terms of unemployment and shit, which is so stupid. That's the other thing. I don't want to... Keep going. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> stop defining unemployment wrongly. And just look just look up some stuff, not on Wikipedia. It also discredits you when you look stuff up on, on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Don't do it. Go to the source that is, like, bookmarked in Wikipedia. Click on it. See if it's a reliable source. And then take something from that source website. Don't use Wikipedia. You're making us all look bad. It just sucks balls, okay? Some, mm. Well, that's where, <laughs> but that's where, like, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, Kristen and I live in the middle of nowhere, but, like, anybody that doesn't live in the middle of nowhere, like, that's where it's important to not, like, just sit online looking at shit, and you actually go and, like, talk to people, or you get in some, some, like, organizational aspect that actually does things right instead of bitching about like what is wrong if you're bitching about something that's wrong for like nine years and not changing and your not, scope and on not it. like working towards a better like contributing towards a better solution or even providing like steps towards something if you're commenting on the same things over and over and over how do you expect your audience to not become cynical? And then you, you, you know, you promote right. not being cynical and it's like, how can you not be 
cynical. Yeah, how, how, how can you tell people to not be cynical when you've been telling them the same thing since roughly 2012? Yeah. You know, like, how, how can you still tell people, hey, go vote for this person and this party or vote for this or that, as opposed to like, hey, do this in your community or I will be here like fighting for this single issue or whatever else, but like instead leftist quote unquote leftist streamers or commentators or or so called like activists that are all online are just like doing nothing and other d- than don't bitching, get me started you know? on some of those bitches on Twitch though <laughs> that like won't even freaking like have a dialogue with yeah, the person fucking... that they invited on the show. Yeah, they... they'd be like, "Hello, I'm <laughs> going to stare at my chat box." I don't know why do I get that voice, but um, tell <laughs> <laughs> no, people living in fucking Beverly Hills and shit. The like, the like, just like freaking to own weird glasses guy. or leftists or whatever. Right? What's that guy's name? Weird glass guy. Vosh, weird glasses that guy. That guy is a douche. Yeah, that guy's a big douche. He's a douche. Just rethink who you're... Just come on. Just make sure that he's right. Yeah, I, I'm Because sure I, I don't listen to any of his stuff, okay? I just saw one thing, and it was horrible. And he just, like, basically jacked <laughs> yeah. himself off. Like, not actually, but, like, what I'm saying is... <laughs> okay, what I'm saying is... Everybody needs to double-check what the people well, are saying and who, it, who are jacking off behind the screen. All right. There you go. Yeah, jacking off behind the screen. But, like, the, <laughs> the most important thing with that shit is to remember, like, uh, along with, like, to roll it back to, like, a by design thing with, like, the blue light oh, song. Oh, shit. My bad. No, 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 no. Like, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Hey, this is a I bonus am an episode, economist. Kristen. I'm an economist, so I'm allowed to say these things, apparently, about you are uh, lefties because they can suck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know like exactly what goes along with blue light though like that we wrote is like it wasn't about it wasn't about somebody's ideology it was about no, the fact that like about- people were were like people are so into their own shit that they do nothing that that they like you know they they think that they're warrior like it's the internet warrior you know what i mean everybody knows what i mean when i say that like yeah it's it's the person that they won't be separated from their screen. Like we have a really great friend who freaking goes out there and Shabir. Yeah. Um, who's been on the show. Yeah. Like who actually goes out there and does stuff for like what he believes. And it's like, that's one out of like, I'm not ripping on any of our, any other friends, but I'm just saying like, you know, yeah. Like, well, there's a way there's even like if even if like going literally out on the street isn't your thing or you can't do it. Or like and us, I understand that. Like, yeah, we I don't mean, do, we don't do that. We're in the safety. Of, we're, you know, we're also, and you also and, their health, health issues health and issues stuff. Whatever. Like, like you, just don't you, you and I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. Like, yeah, so, there's also not a lot going on. Out so here. like there. But even then, there's ways to at least educate yourself and. And be nuanced and also be able to talk to people that like don't agree with you mm-hmm. in a way that you're not just like sitting on the internet and trying to own f- other people and being a fucking loser. <laughs> you yeah, know, like stop, trying like, to being own so people mean. is so I, annoying. I know I sound you know? like a kindergarten teacher with that, but like just what's up with the meanness? I don't know. Just like. 
well, chill out and like stop because n- neither of you are making good arguments at no, that point. No one's making good arguments. And at the end of the day, like we're all like 90% of the people you're talking to online, in person, whatever, whether or not you agree with each other or you don't, you all have more in common than like some, some fucking billionaire or some corporate moron or some like political like higher up well, that you know what i mean like you can just princi- like talk to people just that's talk to people like, you know it comes off as super unprincipled if you cannot just like talk as a human being and realize that like these people are aligned with me against the major like issues and the major goals like it's a principled stance. Are you principled or are you petty is basically what it comes down to. Because if you're principled, you'll get over that shit or like ignore it. And yeah. like just, but like, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, I could go on about this forever. But <laughs> hey, maybe in the future we will have some economic things to talk about. And well, it'll yeah. be less horrible than this. Well, this is, this is kind of <laughs> the first bonus "Quote unquote" episode we're doing My where we we're just kind of referencing some of our own songs and talking about some different things, but but like sorry, I, this chair is horrible. No, it's, it's like fine. but okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll end in five seconds here. But but like I don't know. It's it's good just for people to remember, and like that's where like we can end off here on this last song, "Blue Light" that we put out in 2021. That that. It's not always about your quote unquote ideology or something. It's just about like talking to people like they're yeah, people. And, and you don't have to keep and, saying that you're principled because <laughs> if you really are, then it will show. So stop saying that. Absolutely. So at the end of this, Kristen, what what's what what uh by design song should we play at the end? Since oh, this shit. is all about us, I guess. So what song should we play at the end? To kind of. Oh shit. We could care. also play a song that you like that isn't by design. We I could play by design at the the intro, and we could put a different song oh, at the end. Good. Three, two. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> five, four. What is that from? What is that five? Four, three, two, what is that? Oh, that's the oh, office. Oh, I, I, okay, I think hold of up. parents telling hold their up. kids they have to go somewhere in three uh, seconds. Um, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, I heard this Deftones song the other day that I forgot existed, and it was good. But I didn't even know you liked I, Deftones. I do. What are you talking about? Okay, but I saw them live, and they weren't that good. But anyway, um, I don't know. Like, put on some shit. Put on you some choose. shit. Okay. How about a deep track? Let's do like ah, shit. We could do, we talk about boiling point a bit. We could, we could put boiling point at the end. I kind of wanted to do like a deep track Chevelle song. Oh yeah. Shit. We could do that. A, we could put a, a deep cut. Since this is just audio, pinata. I won't even just get a copyright pinata, punch. Man. We'll do, yeah, we'll put pinata at the end. Not pinata man. Cause that's, isn't that a no? That's Rocket Man. What am I talking about? <laughs> Sound like an Elton John. Yeah. Like, oh God. <laughs> no, I'll I'll put Pinata at the end of the intro. Maybe I'll throw on the opening riff of. Uh, we also we thought about covering this song. Pinata. Pinata. Yeah. Yeah. If only we had it, that would have been a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I end. know. But, but we'll we'll put Pinata at the end of this, and I'll throw the intro to Boiling Point with the riff, maybe instead of my usual. Uh, 
my usual intro. All right. So there we go. I got to get up off my butt. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Oh.